0: Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing strategies to enjoy your retirement. Mike, I've recently been away, as you know, uh, I was away in Ireland, and over the course of a, a couple of weeks we had three clients that passed away, and um, it was all all the men, Um, all of them were men, and all of them were at different stages in their retirement, Um, but the one thing they all had in common is that they were all in early stages of their retirement.
1: Yeah, you never know how long retirement's gonna be. It's one of those things where you can trigger the date when you retire, but you can't trigger the second half of it, so it's a bit of a tricky number to figure out.
0: Well, some people can't even trigger the initial date of when they're going to retire, and and but a lot of people have choice in that. And we've always talked about the you know the three phases of retirement, and and they're typically like this: you've got what's called the go-go stage, and um, that is typically someone in their you know 60 to 70, maybe to 75 years of age. And then the next stage would be the slow-go stage, and that's in that 70 to 80 time period where you you still may be going and doing things, but you've slowed it down a bit. You've slowed down how far you're going, how often you're going for, and just how many activities you're doing when you're gone. And then finally, the no-go stage. I, I wanna rechange that because I, I always struggle with those who have retired, and they're in the go-go stage, and suddenly they pass away. And I'm gonna rephrase it, and I'm gonna call it the must-go stage. If you have any objectives of traveling around the world, you have to go early in your retirement. You have to get out there and, and do it. Whether COVID's going on, or whatever's going on, or the market's down, you gotta take those trips.
1: Yeah, I remember when we were in a room with a bunch of uh, our client advisory board, and we were talking about the fears about retirement. And the biggest fear everyone had was that last paycheck, the fear of the last paycheck was huge. And it's important. But what's worse, the fear of the last paycheck or the fear of not being able to enjoy any of your retirement, you got to weigh those two. So when you're worried about, I'm going to have my last paycheck, you should all worry about what if I don't get to enjoy that last paycheck too. So you got to take both those in consideration.
0: To me, what's difficult is the client and the spouse, and it's often the women, are left dealing with the, the, the repercussions of what's happened. They've lost their, their lifelong partner, um, and along with that, a lot of the dreams that they had going forward. And they have to almost restart their life, but with a different vision. And and it's tough, and you you see it, and often hidden in what's happened, there's some experiences, and I think you and I should talk about some of those. Yep. So, you know, I had a, a client recently pass away, and I will say they were retired and have been retired for a period of time, but they weren't able to do some of the things that they wanted to do because they held on to that family home. And it prevented them from having a travel budget. And by the time they were able to create that travel budget by downsizing, he passed away. Yeah. So the the trap the travel never happened. And the money's there now. There's more than enough money to support the survivor, but that travel will never happen. It will happen, but maybe just with her going on trips, maybe with friends or family.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's an unfortunate situation because people put their whole lives together for for these these times uh you know you work hard for all these years you save all your money you do everything the right way and you've done everything right and then all of a sudden this comes along and you don't get to enjoy all the fruits of your labor
0: and and it's not always about travel there there's other things certainly involved uh, but travel seems to be that one that's more time sensitive than anything else
1: I remember you had a client at he, he worked for so long. He was a, a great businessman. I always loved loved him when he came in. But again, he kept on running that business so long, that became his priority and never really got a chance to go and enjoy all the fruits of his business. They
0: ended up having a couple of side trips, a yeah. couple of short one-week or two-week trips uh, during the course of a year, but never what they had envisioned, which was maybe to be away for two or three months. and. And it was important that, yeah, it was important to him that that additional revenue kept coming in, but you could see that the family and the spouse weren't happy with him continuing to work as long as he did and, and devoting too much time to it. Whereas if he could have been able to, f- kept working and freed up some of that time, then you could have had the best of both worlds. And I think that's the, the tricky thing for people to figure out. What's the best of both worlds?
1: What are some other situations you've seen?
0: One that has become certainly more common um, because of COVID, but uh, it, and it existed before COVID. And, you know, I worry about it myself uh, with my own, uh, with, my, with my wife and myself. We have plans to travel and do lots of things, but we have no grandchildren yet. And I know my wife, she'll have trouble being away from the grandkids for more than 10 days. Um, and we don't even have grandkids yet, and I'm already worried about it. <laughs> so that t- that tells you a bit of something. But we've had numerous clients that become the um, – whether they're looking after their, their grandchildren and, and they're on the schedule. They're looking after their grandchildren three days a week, three full days a week. So you're going nowhere when you're doing that. Yeah. You're really restricted. It's
1: the hostage grandparent situation.
0: A- absolutely. Yep. Or you're looking after your elderly parents. Yeah, You can't leave the country because your mom and dad or your mom or your dad are still alive and you've become the primary caregiver.
1: We're now actually see sandwich generation retirees. You know, we've always heard about the sandwich generation. That's when you have to take care of both your kids and your parents. But kids have not become as self-sufficient as quickly as they used to. And you still have kids that are 30 years old that are still requiring their parents help. And then their parents are still alive because they've retired and their parents had them in those generations. You had kids when you're 20 years old. Their parents are elderly and need help from them too. So we have retirees which all of a sudden have this, this beautiful time on their hand that they can go and enjoy, but they're sandwiched between two generations they have to take care of.
0: It's a, it's a tricky situation. So I had a client who, who said, I will look after my grandkids, but I'm not on the schedule. And I thought that was an interesting statement. That really struck with me as something don't be put on your kid's schedule unless you re- unless that's what you really want if that's what you and your spouse really want then you know
1: yeah. do it yeah you some know? people love it
0: some people love yeah. it and and that's that's important to them uh for me i think i'm still going to have a lot of time to do that but i want to get some of those big trips certainly out of the way you've also had some clients that have had different experiences um discuss some of those
1: i i've had a few clients where they were trying to get their life organized and they were trying to downsize and they were trying to get everything, you know, in order to make sure they could enjoy their retirement. And in the middle of it, one spouse passed away. And the tricky thing is we always think the weak, weaker spouse will pass away first. That's not always the case. And a lot of times the stronger and more, you know, the person who's running the whole uh, ship will pass away and it leaves the ship rudderless and it becomes a, a big problem. And I find that's one of the things we take for granted. And I, I even remember when my mother and father were were still alive, I always assumed my dad would die first. I mean, he drank like a fish and smoked, so <laughs> and natural, uh, naturally you'd think he would uh, die first. And my mother used to take care of all the finances and do all the cooking and run the household and do all that. All of a sudden my mother died, and we didn't know what to do because we never planned on my father being around after my mother, that was ab- absurd. But it happened. And then we had to go and start to do, uh, you know, take care of my dad for the next uh, five years.
0: It's interesting. Mine was the complete opposite. My father was always the stronger one. And and I and my mother was the weaker one. But my mother lived 10 years longer than my father. Yeah. And we always thought that it would be my mother that would go first. But it was it was the complete opposite.
1: There may be some stress attached to me, being the stronger one in a relationship. Well,
0: well, well, there is. <laughs> Often there is, right? Yeah, What about the estate plan? Is that important?
1: The estate plan's important. I even had one client that we had to deal with their parents' estate issue when they found out they got sick. And it was the first time we had to open up the whole parents' estate plan because a lot of people always assume that the parents are going to die before the kids. Doesn't always happen that way, and when you have, you know, clients that are retirees, and all of a sudden they still have their parents around, they got to go. It's a bit difficult because sometimes older people don't like to be open with their finances, uh, but they need to go in there and make sure everything is set up the right way. And we've had issues with that in the past.
0: Definitely, I. It's it's interesting. We came across a situation recently where a client is, is already, even though one of the, the parents is still alive, is already starting to receive part of the estate. And there there's some value in doing that. If, if the estate's large enough and there's more than enough money to look after the surviving parent, why not do a little bit of estate distribution so that the family gets to enjoy some of that? As long as you, you know, you've you got to be careful with that. But as long as you crunch the numbers properly and have some professional help in that regard, you can make some good long-term decisions in that area.
1: Yeah, you always give cautiously, but if it makes sense to do, you should absolutely consider it.
0: The one thing that is interesting, travel as it stands today is is a nightmare. <laughs> I have to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, we had COVID. Now we have problems uh, with the airlines. We have problems at the airports. Uh, Pearson, our own airport, has been called the worst airport in the world right now. Um, Your flight is often delayed uh, for hours or sometimes days. Um, I I came back from someone uh, from Ireland. He had three flights canceled. He had a a second flight that he had to take. It's, It's been canceled three times now. And so it, it's a nightmare. So I think what you need to do is lower your expectations. I'm not saying don't travel, but don't expect that you're going to go to the airport an hour and a half before your flight, get on a flight, get on a plane and alive on, arrive on time and everything will be good. Expect you're going to have to get up at four in the morning, be at the airport by five and you'll reach your destination before midnight. And, and if you go in with that expectation, then you'll have a better day. If you go in expecting that you might reach your destination in two hours, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, last time I took a trip down to Florida, it took me three days to get there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so coming back from Ireland, we were uh, we got to the airport at 5 a.m. because we wanted we had heard about the all the disruptions in Dublin's and the lines outside the airport. We breezed through, so we're four hours early now for our flight, and then they delay the plane another two hours. So now we're six hours at the airport just waiting to arrive. And of course, when you arrive in Pearson, they don't let you off the plane because they're so backed up there that you're on the plane for another hour before they'll let you off.
1: So I guess what you're saying is don't delay your travel plans, but bring a good book with you.
0: (laughs) Bring a couple of good books and and bring your patience is what I'm saying. So remember the terminology has changed a little bit. It's not the go-go period, it is the must-go period. Get out there, do some of the things you wanted to do. I'm sure your financial advisor is gonna give you the green light. That's the end of our podcast today. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy.
1: However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.